Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Aaron Earth Podcast. I'm really excited to do an interview today with Nicole Robinson, who is someone who's been on my radar more and more recently. So she came up. I, I've seen your name floating around for a while. And Nicole actually sent me a message a while back. And this is something actually that I rarely do, but she said, Hey, I'd like to be on your show and talk about these, these topics and talk about, you know, we have a lot of crossover as far as our interests and our, our services and what we like to support people with. And these are the things I'd like to talk about and going into the nervous system and how that interacts with our business and how to shift our relationship from an embodied standpoint and how we're creating and working and receiving and outputting and interacting and all of that kind of stuff. And like I said, I rarely do this, right? A lot of times I'm like, you know, we keep our interviews kind of full and all that kind of stuff. But I was so, I, I, I went through your content and I was like, this perfectly aligns with the kind of message that I stand for and want to support and want to perpetuate and uplift. And so I was really excited. And since then, you've been kind of coming into my field more and, you know, you joined an online retreat. And literally yesterday you joined Wealthy, you won a giveaway through like one of my free offerings, which is great. So I'm excited to be interviewing you through your work and then also getting to know you as a client, which is going to be really fun. So Nicole, thank you for being here and thank you for sharing your time, your knowledge. I'm really excited. I think this is going to be a super helpful episode for people. So thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you so much. And what a lovely introduction. I have been curious about what your little side of the story was of receiving my offer and saying yes, it just felt really good to trust my intuition to put that out there to you. And I'm really excited to be on the show to talk about this topic. It's so important to me and to just keep growing with you. Yay. Next programs. So, yeah. Well, I would love to get started by just knowing more about your journey, how I feel like a lot of the people who focus on specifically ease with business have an interesting story of how we became so interested in such, in such a thing. So I would love to know how that became a devotion of yours, something that you wanted to share how did this become your work in the world? Yeah, it's a great question. And I love thinking about that as like people who are into ease in business probably had some kind of interesting path to get there. I feel like I've had a pretty winding and interesting path to get to where I am. You know, I think that an easy place to start is just recognizing that as a young person, I recognized that there were some things I didn't really like so much about just like the way that the world operated the way that maybe like thinking, do I want to live exactly the same way that my parents have? Is this the only way? Is this the only way to live? And as I got into college, I got deeper into environmental issues and like reading about social issues. And 
yet that that whole time also I was just like a really hardworking, really amazing student, like straight A's, definitely very productive student. And um kind of balanced out that like overworking with like partying on the other side of things. Um, and yeah, I, I was about to apply to veterinary school and I know that you like went the path of engineering. So you can, you can relate probably with that. I, you know, it's a very rigorous process to get to that point And I probably would have gotten in and I went on vacation. And on the last day I had this huge like drop in of like, I am not supposed to do this this is not what I'm supposed to do. And it was really hard to receive that because uh, it challenged like so many things and it brought up some really hard conversations with my family. It brought up issues of um, like, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I just knew I didn't want to do that. And I also had like kind of visions of just like, I don't know if I want to work 40 hours a week and have a career for like 40 years doing the same thing. What if I want more space and time? What if I care more about connecting with people and with earth? So there was all of that kind of vague feeling. And that is not necessarily an easy thing for a parent to hear when they've like watched their kid be really like successful and about to like do this really big thing. So definitely the things that I heard brought up a lot of like worthiness stuff. Um, but I, I kept going, definitely some wounds there that came up later down the road. And my 20s, I worked in permaculture, sustainability, did natural building, had an edible landscaping business, started a farm. And yeah, I think that a lot of that, those things of grind culture that we're going to get into more, they, even if you, I tr started choosing a different path, but those things kind of come along with you, you know, in your nervous system, in your body that like trying to prove yourself wanting to be productive, uh, your worth being tied to that. And so I really wanted our farm to work. My ex-husband and I had a farm and uh, I ended up getting really, really sick. So there's like huge turn in the page of the chapter. Um, I ended up having a near-death experience and being like bedridden, very ill, uh, had Lyme disease, co-infections, medical trauma, a lot of that stuff. So then I embarked on this chronic just like really deep healing journey, very intense healing journey. And another distinct moment I've been thinking about is like a couple of years into that, working with a therapist and um, just saying like, I feel so unworthy right now. At that point we had like stopped farming. So I wasn't working. I was just trying, I was in transition, trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. I knew I wanted to help people heal, but I didn't really know what that would look like. And yeah, I mean, just that was what was there in my subconscious. Just if I'm not a productive member of society, I'm unworthy, even for someone who knew so much about like the earth and about ever, all the problems of our culture, right? Like it is still in me. So yeah, I think just as I continued healing, this is something that came along the ride with me. My body no longer was going to let me push past my uh, limits, you know, my body and my nervous system. My journey was a lot of learning how to listen to my body, learning to hear the intuition that wanted to speak through my body. And yeah, like I started over with everything. I got divorced. I, we sold our farm um, and moved. And I, you know, lots of great things have happened. Lots of great things have happened. I've got this business now and I met an amazing woman across the country and had this long distance relationship and she moved here and we're, we're really happy together. So yeah, I mean, I think that along the way, as I was a little bit 
um, nervous to get back into entrepreneurship because I had been, had a farm business and kind of got burned out by it because we weren't like making, I felt like, you know, a lot of unworthiness and not being like successful, not like making the money we wanted to make in it and just pushing myself past my limits. So it was, it has been part of my healing journey to enter into entrepreneurship again and to walk this path. So it just feels like so many pieces are in alignment for me to like support others in this work. I had to do so much nervous system work. I got to, I'm a somatic experiencing practitioner. So like that three-year program transformed my nervous system so much. And I just really, really love like talking to people's bodies. <laughs> really love it. Yeah. And I'm a somatic therapist too, craniosacral therapist as a, as another thing that I do. And so I just love talking to the body. Yeah. Yay. Oh my gosh. I love that. We have a lot of, there's a lot of crossover. There's a lot of similarities. I love that. That's amazing. So how, I would love to hear what inspired you then. So you're learning all these tools and you're like, okay, I really want to apply this more specifically to how people relate to business, how people relate to working, how people relate to circulating money. And, you know, work is such a big part of our life. Entrepreneurship is, we'll talk about it more. It's an interesting experience. How, how did that then start to evolve into, okay, I want to focus in this area? Yeah. Part of it just happened organically. When I first started coaching, you know, my very first client was like a friend who just wanted to try out some tools. And as it evolved and I mostly was like referrals, it was, I thought I'd be working more with people with like chronic illness. Cause that was my path that how I got to it. And there was some of that. And a lot of people also just like wanted support with emotional healing. And, but what started happening was I started having like some of my favorite clients were also women entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And I think that just started clicking. And as I got deeper into my journey as an entrepreneur, um, and, you know, kind of like on the other side, like just a lot more awareness of myself than the last time I was just like, wow, this is something and people need support with this. And so, yeah, I just, at some point really start decided to really root in to focusing on that, on that group yeah. of people. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense too, because there's so much interconnectedness between entrepreneurship is super cool. And it's, yeah, it's fun to work with people who are really putting themselves out there in this way, but it also can be extremely taxing and bring up a lot of fears, bring up a lot of shadows, which is hard on the body, um, which, you know, like can bring out burnout, which can influence illness and all of these kind of things. So that makes a lot of sense. And that's, that's really interesting. And I'd love if you just reflect on that and talk about how, I think the first place to start really is looking at and discussing how to know if doing some focus on your nervous system and on your body in relationship to your business would serve you. Yeah. You're used to that, right? Like, and that's been, and there's a lot of nuances that I want to get into and a lot of all sorts of things. But if you're used to that, how, I mean, how can you tell? Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, it's, a, you can really tell with certain 
categories of like symptoms, I guess you could say, right? People, if you have a lot of anxiety and overwhelm you're experiencing, you're feeling like shut down, depressed, if you're going back and forth between them, if your ner- if your business is feeling pretty like life or death to you, like that kind of level of like really riding some big emotional waves. And it, you know, this could be like when people first start out or they're like years in, you know, it could also be more subtle, just starting to feel like, is this really worth it? Like, I just feel like I'm like constantly on the edge of burning out. And so I think those are some indicators for sure. And then also I think just seeing how much is your body trying to speak up. So the body has different ways of, I think, trying to get our attention. And that for me was a really big shift in my thinking, like in my uh, journey with illness to go from these are symptoms of a disease to my body's just trying to tell me things and everything that's coming up in some way or another is a message or a signal. So if your body is having you kind of get into freeze a lot, which I think is, is very common. It's, it's really like almost like a, it's like a lifesaver that the body is trying to do. I think when people are kind of in that like productivity mode, which just touching on that for a little bit, if there is some of that kind of like productivity over people, like attitude that's carried on with people into their businesses, they are going to revert towards productivity for safety. Like it creates like a temporary, maybe, maybe a false sense of safety to some extent, but it does create some safety. It's like, I am doing something. I'm not sure how my business is going, but here I am doing something about it. It kind of like soothes creates worthiness too. So I think if you're noticing some of those patterns in yourself uh, and your body is like being like, stop, you know, you sit down to do your work and your mind goes blank and there's like a cursor that's blinking on your screen and you can't like words aren't coming to you and you're just feeling blank and you're just feeling stuck. That is like a really big indicator that there's something going on in your nervous system, something going on in your body. And I think our bodies also are plugged into like, hey, what's your most aligned and divine path in your life? Our bodies are a conduit for us to plug in and hear those messages as well. And so sometimes they just speak to us. It's not necessarily always like, hey, this is purely nervous system, but like, hey, this is like the divine wisdom of my body telling me like, no, stop doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I really love that perspective of it's signaling, it's communication. I think that really helps with, instead of feeling like we're fighting against or, or that our bodies are fighting against us, it, it creates some more of this, like befriending that helps to, yeah, with that listening. And that's really, it feels like that really it's, it's, learning like the subtleties, you know, and it's really developing this ability to listen. And I want to get more into that later, but I want to still like set the context, continue setting the context, continue setting like understanding and empowering through education. Right. So like, will you talk about how from your experience and study and working with clients, how we're influenced into these states 
either through, yeah, you, I mean, you're the expert. Let me know. Like talk about all the different influences. How does this happen? Why we like this? <laughs> oh man, so many influences. Where to start? This is really great though, because I feel like I do have this like categorical list of things in my head where when I'm working with clients and I'm like, hmm, what is this? Like, where is the root of this? Yeah. You know, um, so it might be like, hey, what happened earlier in this person's life? Um, have they experienced uh, burnout before ever or any kind of like chronic health issues that could kind of be like still like manifesting as burnout in this current situation? Have they, what was their childhood like? What was their family like? What And then an ancestry, you know, that's almost like another category, just like ancestral things that can, that can directly show up in the nervous system, which is very interesting. Uh, and, you know, they can show up in the body, show up as belief systems. I also, in my one-on-one -on -one work, do a decent amount of past life healing. So that's like another category that'll come up sometimes. And then I think also I'll kind of look at like, where is this person trying to go? So if there's something that's kind of coming up that, I don't know, quote unquote, is in the way or that wants to be healed, I might look at like, where are they trying to grow into? Or like, what are they kind of meant to be doing? And that can help inform. Um, I, I read something recently that was like, just saying how like the future impacts the present as much as the past does. So I would say, yeah, those are like kind of the big things that big categories and, you know, most people are familiar with fight, flight, freeze, fawn. Those are kind of the main four categories of nervous system responses. And so when you're really looking at this from this purely physiological standpoint, it's rooted in just our like evolution as animals. These are things that keep us alive and they're good things to have on board. And we don't wanna just like get rid of them. It's helpful to look at them as like a progression of like how much threat there is. So if an animal is, um, like if an antelope is getting chased by a lion, first it's gonna wanna flee. Um, if it can't flee, it might try to fight back in some way. So then the arousal is kind of increasing the level of activation and then it can't. So it freezes the activations continuing to go up with freeze, uh, it can go, then it kind of into collapse and shut down as that happens, there's numbing coming on in the body. The, the animal is like less there, you know, when people have a car accident, they often tend to go into freeze or dissociate because that way they, there there's less damage done like psychologically, um, physically to kind of be separate from the experience. And that can help with survival. So if this lion gets distracted and, and that antelope then um, has a chance to get away, it'll get up and it'll shake its body and it'll discharge the collapse energy, the freeze energy, um, the fight energy, and then it will get to run away and get to use that incomplete flight energy. And so I think this is just like a super helpful way to con for people to understand where these energies come from, you know, and then in the life of a human, they can show up in ways that we might have history of, you know, like violence or things that are really directly that we can relate to that kind of a animalistic scenario. And we might have things that are a lot more complex and human, like, like developmental um trauma has a lot of roots in just how attuned were our caretakers to us. How much were we 
soothed by them? And do we develop co-regulation skills? And do we develop then self-regulation skills on like a, a developmentally appropriate timeline? So and it's it's crazy to think about how just something quote unquote as simple as like starting your own business might just like go right back to like what happened when you were a baby, you know? <laughs> yeah. But That's that I mean, journey for sure. It's like, yeah. oh, this brings up all of my yeah. survival instincts. Like, I mean, it makes sense. It totally mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And what I thank you for explaining that. I think when people have more of an understanding of like, oh, this makes so much sense. It helps us to be able to relate to ourselves with more compassion when these things do arise. And I want to, in a bit, get into, okay, how do we apply this? How do we work with this, right? And start to create these these shifts. But as a transition into that, I want to get a little bit into the like why, why, you know, how, how is this impactful? Why is this impactful? I believe with everything in me that this is, this is my priority. You know what I mean? Like this is the root, right? And you just use that word a minute ago, like this is what's setting the stage. And so for me, this has influenced my business in such a positive way. It's, it's created like incredible, just like holistic success where I can truly say, I feel happy and I know how to regulate myself around my business. Does that mean that things don't come up? They a hundred percent come up. I'm actually more aware of them now, you know, when they arise and are able to work with them. And I, yeah, clearly I'm very passionate about this, but I would love to know from your experience, why, how, how does this influence people in such a positive way? Why is it important? Why does this set people up for sustainability? Yeah. Why, why is this so important? Yeah. Well, I know that you resonate with this too. Um, like I, don't really care about like my external success at this point in my life, unless I have like what I need on the inside, you know? And I think that it can be, that can be like one of the trickiest things about like the entrepreneurial entrepreneurial journey, because like, it it can just be a mind warp, right. Of like, well, I, if I make this much money, I know that will create more like security and safety for me. And therefore I probably, I might also feel better then it's like this, this scale they're interconnected. Um, but at the same time, I think that it's, it's just, there's going to be so much more life in what you do in your business. If you are really coming at it from a place of bringing that that deep level of resource along on board inside of you at the same time and like I guess I I don't know I can speak to this just in my own journey of my first entrepreneurial entrepreneurial experience um I ended up burning out because like I wasn't really tending to what was happening inside of me I was only tending to what was happening outside of me the external results and 
um, if I had had a chance to integrate that inside, if, if maybe a mentor had shown up who taught me how to listen to my body or how to pause and maybe take space to just be quiet and hear what what was wanted to come through, maybe to have more guidance coming from within, things might've been really different. And so there's that level of, of experience with it. And then even just more in my more recent years, I feel like I continue to go through uh, layers of deepening into just more and more recognition of, oh, wow, I still am really placing so much value on like the external goals and success. And there's still, there's another layer of just bringing inward what's happening inside, um, leveling that up. Because the more that I level that up, the deeper my resources are, the more that I'm like appreciating and experiencing my life. I have so much more capacity for joy. I have so much more capacity for my full experience. And like instantly, every time that I make those inner breakthroughs, everything changes in my business, like over and over again. And so I know that it's, for me, it's like that this journey of listening to what's happening inside, it is a trust journey and it's different than um, maybe really coming at it from a purely like only logical standpoint um, of like only looking at like strategy or only looking at like what you're you know going to get done or produce. Um, but I'm kind of all about like, I want like miracles to be happening in my life, <laughs> you know? This is like the level, this is like the miracle level of, of doing it, you know? Um, and, and why I do it for other women is like that, that's what I want to see too. Like not just for each of us to have more truer freedom where like deep down from all the way deep down to all the way out to the out, like we are, we are experiencing our lives and we're experiencing ease, of course, still challenges, but ease through the challenges but also looking at the impact that has on a larger scale that I'm just so freaking curious what happens like if more and more and more people are actually really like tuning into their bodies and nervous systems and like following that like divine path that speaks through the body like what would happen in the world that's like my greatest curiosity in life I think so like I'm I'm pretty much like always come back to that and and wanting to find out what happens I love that me too yeah what it'd be pretty cool. <laughs> like yeah. we'd be more generous. Like we'd be sharing resources and not depending on the earth. As much. At least I, I think so. I think that's so interesting as well. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. So for someone who's like, okay, I either want to deepen my experience of this, or I want to start. I'd love if you talk about, you know, I think it'd be great to give the people something to work with. Yeah. How, okay. How, where do you start? Because I know it can feel overwhelming or perhaps like someone's in a period where they're like, oh, I, you know, like I'll share from my own experience. I've been doing healing work for like my own personal healing journey for like 15 years, going, going on 16 years. And there, there's been times where I'm like, well, what is, you know, we're like capacity has opened. Like I've been able, I've, the resources have been there to access something deeper in myself. And I'm like, what is this? 
So, you know, perhaps someone's ready to have a period of deepening or someone's like, okay, there's something to all of this. I'm hearing all of this float around. I would like to explore it. What would you suggest for people? Yeah, I think that like the first thing that's coming to me is something like I want to give people something kind of fun because okay. this doesn't always have to be totally serious. I don't know, it yeah. could be serious. We don't know what's going to happen. Right. But my um, my prompt is to create time. It could be like a couple hours, but ideally, like maybe find like a half of a day or a full day where you like set aside any like your to do list and you set aside any goals and you just are like, I'm just going to see where my body leads me today. I'm just going to see where my heart leads me today. I'm going to just be curious, see what drops in, be curious about my intuition, see where the day takes me. And that, and that might look like maybe you like take a nap for like a few hours or maybe <laughs> yeah. like go to a, you know, or like, I'm going to go like on a walk in the woods or like to the river, or like, I'm going to go sit in a coffee shop or, and just see what happens, you know, because this is like one of my favorite things to do to lean into that, um, into that energy of what wants to happen and to be like, to find that I'm guided to go somewhere where I have like a big download about what I need to do or some new idea I had wouldn't ever have thought of before or where I, I come across something that leads me to a huge piece of healing that I get to do that shifts everything for me that day. Um, or maybe like I, I'm in flow and I kind of naturally end up doing some of the things that I needed to do, but it just happened in flow. And I'm like, wow, like I, that, that happened. It was like meant to happen. It just happened organically. And I didn't have to like sit down and like fight through my freeze response and, you know, do the things on my list. And then afterwards feel exhausted and then do some meditation to try to recover. And so uh, that would be my number one thing, just you know, try to start looking at it from a place of this curiosity and uh, a joy of like what could happen, what wants to happen, what wants to come through. So that's number one. <laughs> it's like a scavenger hunt. Yeah. 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 Even number two. Yeah. So number two, I feel like I I feel like kind of led to keep kind of mentioning the freeze response because I in my work. So like that just is so big with entrepreneurs and just naming that, like, as I, and when I talked about the antelope, it was like, first it's flight, then it's fight, then it's freeze. So with each of those responses, the activation in the nervous system is going up. So it's, it's interesting because even though freeze feels kind of like stillness, it actually is very high arousal or activation in your nervous system underneath of that blanket of like stillness there's like a fight response there's a flight response that like there's a lot of energy that that might want to mobilize so when I think one of the easiest ways like especially for people who maybe haven't done a lot of somatic work this is I think an easy way to to start working with that so if you are having one of those moments where you are feeling like kind of frozen, oftentimes what's inside, there's like a tension. There's like a something, it's, there's a, there's a, there's a conflict happening inside. Something in me wants to do this and something in me wants to do that. So like an example, when I, when I do something that comes up a lot for me, something in me wants to go faster and something in me wants to go slower. 
something in me like wants to rest and something in me wants to get stuff done. And so just be curious whenever you do feel like that stickiness, that tension inside could be when you're feeling anxious, whatever, just check in, slow down a little bit, check in and ask that question. Like, are there two conflicting desires or impulses in my body right now? And then one at a time, get to know them. So if we said like something in me wants to go fast and something in me wants to go slow. So, okay. There's something in me that wants to go fast. Hello. How are you? Uh, where, where are you located in check in with your body? What sensations are in your body that go along with that? Um, you can then just get curious. And if this is new for you, this might sound very strange, but the more you do it, the easier it gets. Just trust any images that you get, trust words or knowings that you get. And you might say, how old are you? Where do you come from? What do you want? What do you need? And then maybe see if you can sense, like, is there a survival response here within you? Like, is there this, as I said, like something in me wants to go faster. So just, does it feel like there's flight in there or does it feel like, or is that like an excitement that wants to go faster? Just starting to get to know it. And then you can do the same for the something in you that wants to go slower. It, the You might find some like really profound revolutionary answer in some of that or something to dig into more and also just in general with working with the body the most important thing is just slowing down listening being just bringing some awareness to things uh in my one of my teachers just was always like if you don't know what to do just create time space and support you know so slow down and try to create space between all of the aspects of what's happening inside of you. That's sort of at the heart of that, that exercise. And I really like that um, for when you're feeling that conflict of like, my body wants multiple things right now. I want multiple things right now. It's confusing. I love that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's a beautiful practice. Yeah. I also am curious, I would like to add a number three based on some of your content that I was reading. I, I saw a post where you were talking about ancestral trauma, but also accessing ancestral thriving. And I was like, this is really cool. I'm really interested in your perspective on that. Like, I think I'll share like a, a quick, uh, story from from my life why, why that feels like I'm so interested in what you have to say about that because my a lot of my grandparents passed away when I was really young and I didn't really know them and but they were interesting people you know like my grandfather was a world war ii veteran who was also an author and this like community man and my grandmother was this like incredible artist and I, I inherited a lot of her jewelry and it's just like, she was cool. You know what I mean? Like I wear her jewelry and I get compliments on it. People are just like, what is like, what? And have so much of her art and all this kind of stuff. And so I constantly feel like, yeah, there's an interesting, and then there's like, you know, other, other things in there too. So I feel this mixture of feeling 
their, you know, the pain they went through. My great grandmother was a Sioux woman who was, you know, taken from the reservation and, you know, put in a Christian orphanage and all this kind of stuff. Like I feel in my body, like their grief, their pain, but I also feel like this, like, you know, their joy and their love and all of that. And so I'm so interested in in what you have to say about that and how to access that and how that is supportive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. And I love your story. Thanks for putting that out there. Yeah. I mean, I think that when I made that post, I, I was just, I think that sometimes in healing work, it can feel really heavy and we can put so much focus on like all the bad things that have happened to us and the trauma and you know, it, we do have that negativity bias as humans where like the bad stuff is louder and that's part of our survival instincts that does that. It's like, I don't want that to happen again. Um, but you know, what you're talking about is really like a very strong way of resourcing. And we can do that with like past versions of us times where we felt like, damn, I was like actually a badass, you know, like thinking about moments in our past and tapping into how that felt. And we can do that with our ancestors as well. And it's really beautiful. Like if, when people do kind of start, you know, I've, I've been doing that work too, over especially the last six months, just kind of asking questions, uncovering, trying to kind of follow my lineages back a little bit further. And even if you don't know the stories, you can tap into that just by being with your body and like asking, asking, you know, could you body, could you show me what, what are some of the sources of resiliency in my ancestral lines and see what kind of sensations you feel or images, you know, there may be a new like embodiment that you can lean into as a resource that comes through. And also I just, I, I love how you are kind of mentioning like the both and of the, you're sensing like the, the sorrow and like the grief and you're sensing like the, the joy and the love And I think that, you know, that that's almost really is kind of the goal as humans now too. And if we can tap into that of our ancestors, like they made it, they had babies and they raised them and um, like they did it, they did the life thing. And to whatever extent they were able to feel that living fully, you know, experiencing all of the aspects of being a human uh, and, and making it through that. And hopefully, you know, we can find the ways where they really, you know, maybe we can tap into the moments that they really could feel the joy in all of that. Um, I think that's something that we can do too. And there are going to be challenges, you know, a big part of the nervous system work, like you mentioned, is when hard stuff comes up, you know, I know I can handle it. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Thank you for sharing all of this. I feel like, yeah, I feel like this gives people a lot to work with and a lot to like those practices. One thing I love about this work is it's so, it's almost like confusingly simple sometimes. It's so simple and straightforward because it's so, it's like innate, it's nature. Like it makes sense when we apply these tools that it can be like, oh, is this, am I doing it right? Because it's so, it's so straightforward. Well, there's nuance to that, right? Like, (laughs) but yeah, I encourage everyone, you know, go back, 
listen to it again if you need to, to let things sink in. You could even, you know, listening to things like this multiple times can be really helpful too. And you could even listen again from a place of like, you could just lay down, just lay down and just like let the words kind of like sink in a bit deeper as you listen again and, and start applying these tools, working with them over time. I would love to share, you know, we're going to be dropping some links about how to work with you, how to connect to you, um, you know, through your social media and all these things. Yeah, share about your work, how to connect with you, and we'll be, you know, everything will be linked down below for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have, I don't know when this is going to air, and uh, but I, I have a, a free your money flow masterclass coming up on August 8th and 10th. So that's, and it's free. That's like a great way to kind of just dip your toes in with some of this work. And um, you can, check me out on Instagram. That's like where I am pretty active. Join my email list, pretty active on there too. Uh, coming up in September, I'm going to be starting up my next round of my group container, which is called Somatic Shift. And that's a nervous system reset program for women entrepreneurs. And it's got like really rich, like community vibes and a curriculum that like, honestly, you could just like keep returning to over and over again. Cause like, that's kind of what I'm doing with my own. I'm like, oh yeah there's a, a deeper layer of that piece that I'm teaching. Uh, and yeah, and then I have, you know, a limited number of one-on-one -on -one slots as well. And so reach out if you are interested in working with me or just give me a follow and start kind of getting to know my, my work a little bit. Yay. Yeah. Well, Nicole, thank you so much for sharing your, your wisdom, your very grounded approach. I, appreciate the courage that you've followed and that you've created the space and and trust in yourself to follow because like you were saying earlier it's so it is interesting what could happen and curious what could happen if this way of operating rippled out into you know cultures across across the world and how we interact with the planet the environment um you know all of that government mm -hmm. systems all of that and it starts with each of us right and you being a voice for this and sharing this work is creating that so I'm just like cheering you on and so thankful that we got to have this conversation and thankful that you know, for those of you listening, I hope this has really been of service to you and that you apply and, and let this become a way of, of being, you know, let this become a, a lighthouse for you, your own, your own wisdom, you know? So thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you. And yeah, thank you. I appreciate you too. Thank you, Melissa. I feel very like grounded and just like rooted in and like we, I feel like we created this little container here. It just feels good. I know. It's so great. <laughs> I, I feel the same. Yeah. So yeah. everyone listening, thank you for tuning in. Go down to the links below. You can check out all the offerings. Go follow Nicole on Instagram and I hope you have a great day and we will see you in the next episode.